Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Why are the days running together for me? Why is this happening? You know, it shouldn't be know. that difficult. It shouldn't. I, because for as long as I have lived, all 34-plus years of it, it's always gone Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. It's never gone out of order right. at any point. It's just trying to stay ahead on the podcast thing, though, that gets me. So, I, never, I can never keep well, up. Well, you've only been doing it for, what, seven years? Something like that. Shut up. <laughs> got a good show for you today. Uh, we got a box score to do. We're like, so we're sort of off track here with what we're doing, but we're going to catch everything up this week or keep everything caught up this week. But we got a box score. We're talking about LSU in just a minute. And uh, I got some thoughts on that game. Uh, and then, of course, in the second half of the show, or maybe more like the second two thirds of the show, we've got all your questions here for our first ever Rumblings mailbag. The Rumblings, spons- uh, sponsored by our, our listener, Matt Haynes. He came up with the name. So thanks, Matt. We we like I like the name, and that is referencing the rumbles of thunder before the lightning, and yeah. not the sounds of our stomachs hungry at lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. So, so just in case there was any yeah, curiosity was any, there, yeah, there yeah. Just, no, no fat yeah. jokes, please. Yes. So uh, before we get started, thank you guys for listening and making us a part of your morning or your afternoon or your evening, uh, wherever you're listening to us from on supertalk.fm or anywhere podcasts are found. And of course, we want to thank our servicemen and women across the globe taking care of us. Shout out to our sponsors over at uh, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. There's some. There's a question in our uh, coming up that that Churnin' Spoon or the Strange Brew is going to have to answer. It's it's more question for them than okay. us, but we're going to put it to them. We'll see if we get the answer uh, a little later in the show. And of course, if your question is where do I get the best coffee in Starkville, well then the answer is Strange Brew Coffee House. All right, Mississippi State versus LSU. Is it fair to say that that was the low point last year for Mississippi State? That, that that was because Alabama is Alabama. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that I think that'd be fair because that was the game too that you just you just saw Nick and, and he wasn't getting the ball down the field. The, the offense wasn't moving. On top of all that, that was the game that Kylan first kind of got injured a little bit. You know that the hammy kind of acted up on him in that game, and and uh, so there was a lot that, that didn't go right in that game. Um, Gosh, and, it, and that was the game that started off just immediately. You know, didn't Nick, uh, Nick throw a pick or something, and they were down to pick the, on third. They were down, down to like the one inch line, like five. And, and the defense nearly held them out. Yeah, and the defense did all they could. That, that was game. the only touchdown. The state gave up one touchdown in that game. That was the game that that really not only was the low point; it personified state season. Yeah, state gave up one touchdown on a three play, three yard drive. Yeah, and that was it. And then on the next series, state gets the ball. Fitzgerald in the running game take the ball down to like the, the LSU goal line and then Fitzgerald up the middle, Fitzgerald up the middle, Fitzgerald up the middle, kick a field goal and that was it, and then that was it. So and then you know, on top of that you had State Fitzgerald throws four interceptions but they kept throwing the football and it it just this was the game where for me anyway I was the most off the Moorhead bandwagon the most off of most think thought process was what is going on. What is this guy doing? It's not working. Well, you know, goes into what's happening this season. To me, this was the first time we got a true indication that Keaton Thompson must not be impressing Moorhead at all. Yeah, I had a lot of Twitter feedback that I was like, why will they not go to Keaton Thompson? And all I could say was, huh? I don't know. Yeah. 
and, and to this day, I don't know. I think we know now. But anyway, let's talk about this game. State has to have a completely different game plan this year against LSU. That's the main thing I'm going to take away from this because there is no team stronger in the secondary than LSU. They have the best secondary in the country. They have the best. They may have the best football player in the SEC in Grant Delp, but one of their safeties, Christian Fulton, is a NFL cornerback. They just have talent on top of talent. They always have. And Dave Aranda is a guy who you know he gets enough pressure to force you into the kind of throws that those guys are going to pick off. State has to attack LSU with the running game. That's how they beat them two years ago. They were successful running the ball a season ago. They have this has to be. I know Moorhead constantly talks about you got to have balance. Blah blah blah. This game, you have to run the football more than you throw it. You have to. Yeah. And the problem was, last year, you have to you have, to have some success throwing, though. <laughs> that was, to me, the problem last year. A little more, yeah. But... Like, I think you're right. I think that the game plan to beat LSU is you have to beat them with the running game. But... State is going to have to have more success through the air against them than they what they had a year ago. Mm-hmm. Just bottom line, because without it, I don't care how good Colin Hill is. You know, I don't care how good the the game plan is if it's to run the football. If State's not completing some passes and at least keeping them honest a little bit, keeping them out of the box a little bit, it's going to be a repeat of last year a little bit. You know, they're going to have to complete a few more passes and, and keep LSU a little more honest, I believe, than, than, than what you saw a year ago. I agree that you know you can't just you can't run the ball seventy five times. I get that, but if you tell me state's going to get seventy five plays, it, it needs to be two to one, in my opinion, fifty to fifty to twenty five. You've got to run the football at LSU, um, and LSU's strong up front. Don't get me wrong, but that's state's strength. You have to go strength on strength here. There's no trickery. Aranda's too good. You're not going to fool him, and you're not going to be able to consistently pass the ball. Would your opinion on that change at all? If Tommy Stevens is or Keaton, we'll say either one, but it's likely going to be Tommy Stevens. If he comes out in the first few games and he's just right on the money, no. he's got a sixty-five percent completion no. percentage, and he's because you want to play LSU secondary to that point. That's this is the best secondary in the country, in my opinion. This is DBU, and to me, the, the 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 path to success against LSU is breaking them up front. That's what State did. In 2017, they just pounded them with Aris Williams. They pounded them with Nick Fitzgerald, and by the end of the game. The play action was there. You know, yeah. State's last two touchdowns in that game are play action passes. I mean, I'm I'm with you, and I, I think that you know this is one of those games that is old school footballish, and 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 maybe maybe it's just my mentality here a little bit coming through. But I still believe that one of the best keys to winning football is running the football. Yeah, and and, and, and running the football and stopping the run. If you can do those two things, I think most times, more often than not, you will be successful. Um. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I just wonder. I, I wonder if if Tommy Stevens comes out and guns blazing and is completing passes and State kind of has that explosive Joe Moorhead style that that they thought they would have a year ago a little bit. I wonder how trigger happy that offense is going to get. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so and, and if if that happens, and I think everybody wants to see that. You know, every State fan wants to see that. They want to see Tommy Stevens and the receiving core. And, you know, everybody clicking in the passing game. I'm interested to see if State continues to try that against this LSU secondary. I guess that's what I'm saying earlier. Like, if the offense is really running with the passing game, even facing this LSU secondary, which Lord knows, like you pointed out, all kinds of talented, 
do you feel confident enough that you might could still have some success doing that even against them? I I just I I have trouble seeing that with the LSU, I do too. With the LSU I do too. Secondary. I just but my, I feel my, like my my feeling is though that if State is having success doing that, they're not going to suddenly stop and change their style in this game. You say that though, that's the best way to win sometimes. I agree. Is to make I the agree. change, you know, to come out and do things differently, especially against a, a good team. I mean, you saw that a little bit last year when State played Auburn. They kind of changed things up, and, and it worked. Yeah, it worked. So you know, you got to have that wrinkle. And again, I'm not saying. And this happened against LSU, and this is a, a game I love to point out because state, talk about running the football. I think the, the run pass ratio was something like uh, sixty to five. <laughs> something really, but the ninety one game where State decided to come out in the wishbone and they just ran the ball up and down LSU's throat. Sometimes a tweak like that is what makes the difference. You mentioned that Auburn game. Um, state was successful running the football at times last year against LSU. Until eventually LSU just realized they didn't have to do much as far as pass, and they could just they wanted Nick Fitzgerald to throw the ball by the end of that game. Um, so for this game, you know, this is it, it, the first number in Kylan Hill's stat line to me. It needs to be at least 25. 25 carries. If he's got 25 carries, I feel like he'll have 125 to 150 yards, and that's you're on your way to victory at that point for me for, against LSU. Then on the other side of the ball. Newsflash here. If you've listened to Sports Talk Mississippi, you're aware of this. Not the biggest Joe Burrow fan sitting right over here. Uh, and State hemmed him up pretty good. Like, he wasn't good the first eight games of the season. And then he played four trash defenses there at the end and put, put, up, a few, put up some numbers. Not great numbers, but some numbers. Um, if you pressure Burrow, you can get to him. And what gets me this year, this is a year, and LSU, you know, Brissett was good last year, but he... They don't have a Fernet or a Kevin Falk or that that you know Spencer Ware that big time tailback there, you know they just they, they don't have him uh, unless he's on the roster somewhere that we're not aware of. You know they got now Lord knows they've got four guys four star guys there five star guys there, but that guy hasn't made him. You know Clyde Edwards Hilaire really reminds me sort of like a Ladarius Perkins. I don't know how comfortable he can be as the feature back. Um, receivers they've got guys there although Orgeron will tell you that they didn't. They've got a lot of experience there. Their offensive line is pretty good. So offensively, they're going to be good. And I'm I'm not going to be one of these. I'm not going to buy into this idea that LSU is changing things up offensively. I know they keep telling us this, but they told us this before. And I, you know, I've seen this movie. LSU, you know, I can already tell you that they're gonna if when they play Texas, if they're down 14 to 7 at the end of the second quarter and going to the half, Ordron's gonna go in the locker room and be like, we got to run the football. Yep. You know, and that's what's going to happen. So when I see LSU throw it 40-plus times and run these spread formats, then I'll believe it. But until then, I'm not going to buy into it. And I'm talking about, do they do it through adversity? Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. So for me, it's all about, you know, you got to make Burrow look like the average quarterback that he is. I agree. And uh, I think State still has the talent level to do that. You know, I, I, we talked to Chauncey Rivers earlier today. And and I don't know. He's just kind of brimming with confidence. It seemed like as as we talked with him, and you just feel like State is gonna have the the guns between Chauncey and and whether it's Marquis Spencer, Kobe Jones, or whoever you know the the creative blitzes of Bob Shoot. They're gonna put pressure on Joe Burrow. You, you just feel like, or I feel like, State is going to be able to manage LSU offensively. Yeah, they may score twenty one points or so, but I feel like this is a game that if State can, you know. 
I don't feel like your point total is going to have to be exceedingly high to win this game. I guess what I'm saying. That's probably a fair I, I assessment. I think this is going to be if a you, low score. Whoever it's 21 might win this game. Yeah, because both teams are good defensively. Yeah, I mean, I could see a similar scenario to last year with if you're on the state perspective. Hopefully, a little more offense out of state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could see a similar type game. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. So it, that, that's why the running game is so important: controlling the clock, controlling time of possession. You know. This is this is going to be as old school. It's going to be like a 1987 SEC football game, wrapped in shotgun offenses and and you know some d- different things. It's going to be old school running the football, play defense kind of football game. You know this this doesn't st- yeah like you said 43 37. No, I don't see that. I mean, yeah. if, if 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 somebody is over 40 points and the other team is under 14, somebody got blown out. Yeah, like that's exactly what happened two years ago. You know, and that's you know. But for the most part, these games, you look, 16 was close, 15 was close, 14 was, fourteen State was blowing them out, and it, it got close. Um, 13 was a blowout, so so on and so forth. So, you know, when these game, when the games are low scoring, they're close. When when somebody's getting a lot of points, it's it's a blowout, one way or the other. Uh, for, the, for me, what's State's record coming into this, do you think? This, is, this, is their, their, this would be the seventh game of the year. They're 5-1 and one at worst, in my opinion. Because I think they are going to split the Auburn-Tennessee games one way or the other, I think. Yeah. If you made me guess, I would say 5-1, and one, but there's a chance it's a 6-0 state team playing LSU. It is a 6-0 state team. Chances are, depending on what LSU does, this is your CBS game. This is 2-30, middle of the afternoon game. And this, is, this might be the – State's 6-0. Let's, let me look at LSU's schedule. I mean, to, to me, even – and I, I, I can't well, remember. I make, well, I make the prediction. I, I can't. Here. I can't remember how well I stated this as we talked about Tennessee earlier. But I feel like State's going to go to to Knoxville and win that game. Okay. And and, and so to me, this all comes down to is State going to go to Auburn and right. win? And, State, and, and and I think they can. I would like I said, if I had to pick it right now, I'd probably pick Auburn because it's it's kind of a toss up and it's at Auburn and yeah. State doesn't have a ton of success at Auburn usually and right. things seem to go wrong at Auburn. So all those things combined, I, I would probably pick Auburn right now. So if you made me guess, I would say State's 5-1 and one going into this game. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't take much to push me into thinking that State could be 6-0 and here. LSU will have played Texas and Florida as games they could lose. So probably at worst, LSU is 5-1 and one as well. I think they'll probably be 6-0. and oh. I think they'll beat Texas and they get Florida at home. I think they'll beat them there. Um so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with, with that. I, I think LSU six. If both teams are six and zero, LSU is going to be probably number three in the country at that point because a road win at Texas and then a win over Florida that's probably two top fifteen wins. Yeah. They might jump over Georgia. Georgia will play Notre Dame. Lord, but well, I, I know at fourth at worst, and then State would be in the top twenty. I know we're talking pie in the sky scenario, which here, we are definitely. But six and zero coming into this game, CBS national game, and State wins this, and they're seven and zero. What are they ranked at that point? Top three? Top, no, no. Top five? Top. I'm talking about you're probably making them jump. They're probably like 16th, 15th going up. They probably jumped to like eighth or ninth, maybe seventh. And but yeah. then, and then you're, then you're then you're on, on path. You know, you just got to beat Alabama. But you just got to beat Alabama. <laughs> is that all? But that's that's a lot of pines. <laughs> state could very easily be four and two coming into this game. I think I think yeah. four and two is sort of the floor. I, I really do think state will win its non-conference games and beat Kentucky. And then they could, I mean, they could go, those two games are on the road. They could they go could on the road them. and lose them both and be four and two. And then you're four and three after this game, and you know you still have Alabama, and you still got Texas A&M. I mean, conversely here, you feel like State's winning their three non-coverage. 
if you lose to Kentucky somehow, then you're you trouble. feel like you're you're probably losing the next two. Well, then then <laughs> now, now now we're struggling to get to six. Yeah, because you're three and one after Kentucky. You're probably going to lose to Auburn and Tennessee. Now you're three and three. You're three and four after this game. So you might you probably you're, beat, you're losing to Alabama. So that's three and five. Yeah, you're probably going to beat Arkansas, Ole Miss, and uh, and A and M. I'm sorry, uh, Evelyn Christian. Yeah. So you're six. A and M's probably your sixth loss yeah. in that scenario. And then. You, know, you got to win the rest. Yeah, you got to win the rest to be six and six. So yeah, Kentucky's a huge game, but it's also the swing is the the middle of the season because getting Kentucky at home, a rebuilding Kentucky team. I feel, I feel we'll find out more about them tomorrow when we do that opponent preview. But for now, I, I, I think that's a win. I've got that in the win column. But LSU, old school football game. I'm looking forward to watching that one because, well, you, you know how that goes. Do you ever me. really look forward to watching an LSU game? Is anybody listening? Nobody's listening? No. I dread them more than the Egg Bowl. I, just, I think that's a lie. I think you just I think you just No, lie. no, no. It isn't. Because the Egg Bowl, especially right now, like I feel State is going to win. You know, I thought State was going to win the last five Egg Bowls I walked into. Yeah. You know, State's two and three in those Egg Bowls. But regardless, I felt confident that State had, I thought State had the better team. Maybe in 15 I was wrong. Ole Miss was the better team. But in 14, in 16, in 17, and in 18, State was the better team. And they won three of those games. Or two of those games. Uh, you know, so the, the Egg Bowl is a different thing. The LSU, because I mean, they didn't win from '92 to 2013, but one time. I mean, what's to enjoy? Yeah, you know. And then I got to deal with the personal stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy watching state play in any sport. To be totally honest with you. All right, long-awaited return of a some sort of Q and A session. We're calling it the Rumblings here on Thunder and Lightning. We got a lot of questions. I knew that you guys would come up with some. Now, again, I want to make some of the new rules clear in case you missed it. We're not answering every question. If I feel your question is unoriginal or not very interesting, I'm just going to skip over it. You get your feelings hurt, that's on you. We but take, but we, that, could that discourage people from submitting future questions? Probably. Probably will. I can't help that. But Just know that if we don't answer your question, mm-hmm. we love and appreciate your listenership. Anyway. That's true. But also... And that know, doesn't mean we won't use your future questions. Yeah. Just today, I didn't like your question. You know, I felt like there were better questions. And I would also like to point all the blame here to Brian because I don't know what he's going to use and what he's not. Right. right. So, and also people like who ask like ten questions, I'm not going to ask all ten. I'm going to get like two or three. So, and speaking of that, we'll start off with one of our longtime questionnaires, who was kind enough not to ask questions at three in the morning. Hey, he, he he did it at night at nine o'clock. Justin Strawn has our first question. Let's let's go with a. Uh, let's see here. If you were a GM in the NFL, which Bulldog currently in the NFL would be your top priority to sign and have on your team? Uh, it's a good question. And I know there's a lot of people, because of the name recognition and, and because of what he did for State, would immediately jump to Dak Prescott. And that wouldn't be a terrible choice. Can't, He's, can't he, win in the NFL without a quarterback. can't win in the, in the NFL without a quarterback. Um, so I will say that I would definitely think about Dak, uh, but I'm also might go a little little. I don't know if this is boring or not, but it'd be tough not to go Fletcher Cox here, right? You I can mean, go Fletcher Cox, yeah. I mean, to, for me, to me, defense wins in the NFL, and and he, you know, winning at the line of scrimmage is big, and it'd be it'd be really hard for me not to go Fletcher. If it's not Fletcher, it's it's Dak though because you got to have a quarterback. And and Dak's just got those intangibles. Even when I feel like even when Dak's not at his best, 
for whatever reason, his team rallies around him and he keeps them in the game. So it, it would be tough not to go Dak. But I feel like that's the canned answer here a little bit. So I was trying to go a little differently. And, and so it might be Dak, but it might be Fletcher Cox too. Here's where I'm going. I'm going with Chris Jones. That'd be all right too. You know yeah. why? Because a little younger than Fletcher Cox. I think he's the next step. You know, Fletcher Cox, not that he's on the tail end of his career, but he's ahead of, he's, you know what? A full, what, two, three seasons ahead of, yeah. of Chris Jones? Yeah. Chris Jones is, in my opinion right now, I mean, he's. I think he's going to make more money on his next deal than Fletcher Cox is making. So, for me, if I got to get, I'm going a little younger, I think a little bit more physically dominant, a little more athletic, I'm going to go with Chris Jones. You ask me this in two years, I might say Jeffrey Simmons. You might. You might very well. You might say Montez what? Yeah. So, all right, let's get another one here from Justin. Uh, some fact or fiction. On these statements. Okay. Joe Moorhead wins any fans over that are still on the fence about him in 2019. There are always going to be fans on the fence. That's that's fiction. Yeah, but I, I do think that State has a path, and we just talked about it a little bit, talking about the LSU thing. State has a path for him to win over everybody. Almost everybody. Almost. There's always going to be some. Yeah. And so, What I would do is if Moorhead wins 10 games, I'd fire him. Sell high. <laughs> you got to sell high. <laughs> If you made me make odds on this, I think State is 5-1. and one. I really do think. If you just made me say right now what State is going into that LSU game, I think it is 5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I think most everybody is fully on Probably board on the board. Joe Moorhead okay. bandwagon. Keaton Thompson transfers. Fact or fiction? My gut instinct here, and I'm 51-49 on this because I'm really close, is that my first instinct when I end up on seeing it as fact is I think that he would because I think he is a really talented quarterback that should be a starter somewhere. Yeah. And I, I don't know what he feels internally, but he seems like a really a really good kid, a really good quarterback, and I think he he could be a starter somewhere. So if I was Keaton Thompson, I would probably – be exploring my options, so I will lean slightly towards fact okay. that he will. I agree with you. Uh, Errol Thompson declares for the NFL draft. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm tight on that one, too. Uh, I'm going to say fact. You think he's gone? I'm not. I'm not 100 percent convinced, but I think he's going to have a huge year. The and thing with it is, like, how many inside linebackers do you see go really high in the draft? Yeah, that's the thing too. You see pass rushing linebackers, but you know, middle guys, you don't see it very often. You know, I think Jalen Smith would have been had he not hurt himself a couple years ago. But I mean, it's just not. You know, it's just a different game these days. So I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I was. He wasn't, was he? I, I was trying to remember if, if Errol was on the roster when Beniquez left, you know, and I was wondering if, like, the Beniquez Brown. So he would have left in effect. 15. Yeah, I think Beniquez left the year before Errol got here, I think. Or maybe, no, Errol was redshirting. Errol was redshirting. So, yeah, he, I, you wonder if something like that, you see Beniquez. It's possible. Go and then see what happens. That You wonder if that kind of same factors into that Wilson, decision yeah, a little bit. Um, I just think Errol's going to be really, really good. He'll be really, really good. And and to me, when you're really, really good as a junior, I mean, you come back for your senior year of 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 college. I mean, anything could happen. But yet, you saw it. You saw Montez Sweat uh, come back for his senior year and boost his stock even further. So, yeah, I don't know. The more I sit here and talk about it, the more I'm talking into he should stay. 
I'm just not 100% convinced he will say. What I will say is, Errol thompson got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. So I, I feel like he'll make a smart decision. Oh, I guess I needed to – I was wrong about one thing. Devin White went fifth last year as a middle linebacker. Okay. So there were, there were two top two in, listed as inside linebackers in the first round. And then the next inside linebacker, one that's listed okay, – they, they changed it after the first round. Yeah. They went from just – they just put LB on there. But – here again, Devin I'm, White was an, a consensus All-American too. Here again, I'm close on it, but I, I like giving answers. I don't like being in, on, on the fence. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say he goes, but I'm not. I'm gonna say fiction. I think he'll be back for another year. Okay. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's go here. Steve Robertson, friend of the oh. show. So, I'm, I'm gonna and I'm gonna give an example. By the way, real quick, J.C. Dickinson. This is a good question about the Giants and the Braves, but I mean that's a lot of thought for us to come up real quick on the fly with nine guys. I could probably do it quick, but. Go. Your all-time Braves team, then. Uh, I'll do outfield real quick. Hank Aaron. That's mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to put Ronald Acuna in it already. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. He's, he's really good. I swear to God, uh, if the next guy is... I'll throw Dale Murphy in about there. About size and come across the table. Uh, so there's my three outfielders. Uh, third base is Chipper. Mm-hmm. Shortstop. Uh, I'll probably say for call. Okay. Uh, sec- second base... I'm actually probably going to just stick with Aussie Albies right now. Not Glenn Hubbard. Not Glenn Hubbard. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't watch Hubbard. You know, I mean that's Jeff that's kind of early. In the thing, I really like Mark Linky, but yeah. I'll stick with Albies just because I think he's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, first base, I think you stick with who's first base right now, Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he keeps on this track, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, although you know, I think of Fred McGriff too, but I, I'll I'll stick Bob with Bob Horner. Yeah, well, I'm going to stick with Freddie Freeman. I mean, he's a consistent MVP candidate uh-huh. behind the plate. It's probably a guy that's on the roster right now, Brian McCann. He's not. He's not far off the Hall of Fame track. You can make a case for Javi Lopez or somebody like that too, but I'll stick with McCann. Starting pitcher, uh, I think you got to go with you know Maddox in his heyday with all the Cy Young awards and whatnot. And uh, didn't he ask for a closer too? Yeah. Um, closer, Kimbrel. When Kimbrel's in his prime, there was nobody touching him. Okay. With more thought, I might could have done that better, but yeah. just off the top of my head, that was my first like thought. Like, my outfield is going to be Bonds, Mays, and McCovey. No, I don't. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, first is Will Clark. First is Will Clark. Third's Matt Williams. Is it? I don't know. I'm trying to think of Giants history. I mean, that's, the, that's the problem with the Giants. You know, it goes back so far. You know, I, I'd have to, to, to really look at it. Second base, Robbie Thompson? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, didn't Jeff Kent play for second? He did. Yeah, I could go with Kent there. Um, I don't know. Catcher's Buster. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start Christy Mathewson, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna let Madison Bumgarner be my closer. We're gonna go that way. <laughs> That's cheating. He closed out a game seven. Good enough. Uh, who was a really good Giants closer? Rob Nin when he was San Francisco. Rob Nin. Um, Steve Bedrosian. 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 Bedrock. He's former Bray. He was a he was a Giant for a while. Um, Rob, uh, what was the guy's name? Brian Wilson. Yeah, dude with the beard. Yeah, the beard. Yeah, got about him. Got him. So yeah, a lot of options. So we weren't going to answer that question, then we answered it. Uh, Steve Robertson. We'll do a few of his questions here. Uh, which famous musical act is your least favorite? You go first, while I because we talked about it yesterday. Things. Like I don't know if they're really famous anymore, but I don't like Sublime. No, actually, I tell you what. This is a band that people find out I, I don't like, by the way, and they, 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 I can't wait to see your reaction. I don't really like the Steve Miller band. I'm not a huge fan of the Steve Miller band. Like, they just, as classic rock goes, they're down, they're down yeah. to this for me. So 
I'm going to say one that's probably really going to tick Steve off. Oh, I think. Okay. And it's not that I don't like them because there is some of their stuff that I really do like. Right. But I'm not as high on some of their other stuff as other people who think they're God. Uh huh. Metallica. He's actually not a huge Metallica fan. Oh, is he not? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was huge on Metallica. Yeah. I, I'm not. There's some, like I said, there's some stuff that I really like that they do. And then there's other stuff that people love. And I'm just like, it's okay. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, one more from Steve. If you could have entrance music wherever you went, what would it be? Uh, I think I'm going to go Ozzy with Crazy Train. Oh, so you're, you're because that mixes in a lot of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Chipper. Yeah. The Braves. Yeah. Um, I love guitar riffs and things and and and, and, mu- and music and stuff and that just that opening. I just like and plus it's just a cool song. Man. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ozzy and Crazy Train. Uh, without going WWE route, I, I would think I would I, just talk about Metallica. I think I would go Inner Sandman, and I would want a, a I want to make sure I have a Singapore cane and a uh, can of beer with me at all times, <laughs> so I can really get that entrance going going the way I want it to. Uh, Rob Hadaway with a very uh, interesting question. What would you say is the most useful thing about having two perfectly functional thumbs? Uh, it's easier to hitchhike. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else can you do with two perfectly? Um, it's much... Oh, I got it. PS4. Yeah, you can't play video How games. How in the heck do you, you can't play, play video games, video games with no thumbs? He didn't play video games. Although I bet if, if our good friend Bobby C. was here, he would say things like opening ketchup packets. I had to do it for him. I know, yeah, uh, and things like that. I, I'm, that that absolutely, you know, it's, it's a benefit to be able to open your own ketchup. All right, this is a good question from Pat in Paris, who wants to know what is your most awkward interview to date? Who the most awkward interview to date? Man, I didn't even see that question. I I, I should have thought on thought on that one a little bit. Uh this wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I was involved in the in, in the. I'll give I'll give two examples, and and neither one of them was really me. Mm-hmm. It was just situations where I, I thought that the questions were weird. Uh, last year, or a year or two ago, I was in the middle of an interview with uh, Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. and the one I don't I don't want to even say or, or reference to it because I don't want to bring any shame or embarrassment to the person but mm-hmm. anyway the one of the people that were with me while I interviewed Montez Sweat mm-hmm. didn't know the football team at all mm-hmm. and thought that it was Errol Thompson oh no and so she was asking linebacker questions well it was a woman obviously because you just and, did that and it was it was just weird and and, and Tez was like Trying to answer the question, mm-hmm. but did it this was, person come clean after? Like, oh God, I screwed that well, up. Well, recognize about halfway through because I recognized she didn't know who it was, mm-hmm. so I threw his name in the question. Yeah, like I was like Montez. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's funny. So anyway, so that was just awkward for a minute yeah. kind of deal. Like um, and uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. The other okay. one might make people mad so it's not going to make people mad but no, th- now this, you gotta tell well the particular person if i told this story so you interviewed it might make them upset no it wouldn't that uh, okay it's not the player it would make mad it's the fellow media member who is still on the beat okay well, so we'll, i don't, I don't want to make anybody we'll leave that alone upset I, for me there was an interview and you weren't you were not covering the team where uh mullen came in and you know, state had it was 13 they had a lot of injuries so he just started rattling off people who were out at the beginning of the interview. And it was like, 
he was talking about people who had been out for weeks. Like, I think he said Justin Malone. Justin Malone lost, it was out for the season. We knew he was out. But he was just trying to make a point. And he started listing off, like, walk-ons and stuff. And we're just sitting there like, really, Dan? I mean, geez, well, along those lines, were you in there last year, early in fall camp, or two years ago, excuse me, early in, in fall camp, when uh, he was – we had asked him something about how the health was of the team. And there was a player or two that yeah. he was giving updates on. And then he, like, went on the next one. He's like, oh, before I forget uh, – Harry Parker's out with an arm infection or something like that. And it was like, like ooh, wait, who? Yeah. I, I didn't even know there was a Harry Parker on the team. Yeah, he just does No that. offense, Harry. Yeah. Uh, I did l- later learn you were, <laughs> you know, you were on the team, right. offensive lineman that whole nine yards. And, but I, at the time, I had no idea who Harry Parker even was. Yeah. And, and he threw that out there like it was, you know, it's fits. big news. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of unusual. Patton also wants to know what's worse, getting yelled at by like Nick Saban? Or just having a person refuse to answer questions. For me, I would rather, I would much rather be yelled at because that's going to be good content. I do video. I get a coach screaming at me, buddy. I'm going viral. Let's go. Somebody just refusing to answer questions. It's just annoying. Don't get in front of the podium if you don't want to talk. I've never been yelled at. I haven't either. I've kind of been given the cold shoulder on some questions. Yeah, and that doesn't bother me. I'm a, I'm a big dude. Like. If I have a question for you and you want to no comment, that's fine. Yeah. There, there's just certain questions we have to ask. That's our job. If you man. don't want to answer them, that's your business. Arrest, I, I, injuries, yeah, you know, yeah. suspensions. You've got to you answer know, questions. Pe- people are so sometimes they, they want to give the media a bad rap and things and, and like we're just these vultures. Look, I don't care if you don't answer my question. I'm got there are certain questions in certain situations I've got to ask. And if you don't want to answer them, that's your prerogative, man. Yeah. And, and and so but anyway, I guess for content purposes, you're right. If somebody did yell at you, that would make for really good great, content. Great Go content. viral, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I also forgot one real quick. And you might remember this. Remember two, Mullins last year, I asked a question. My question was, you've gotten off to a, sl- a slow start <laughs> on the road in every game this year. Is there any reason for that? And there was like a 10-second pause? A legit 10 second. We made uh, talking, uh, what's the name of that show, with McElroy and, and Spears? Oh. Uh, talking Out Loud. Talking or Out Loud, yeah. Whatever it is. I don't know the name of the show. And uh, it made it. He he literally looked up at the sky and paused for a legit 10 seconds. Think about 10 seconds and how long the quiet that is. And we're all just looking at him. And we and had no idea if, if, if I was if the convinced yelling was I was coming. about to get yelled at. I was just like, here we go. And uh, he just looked at me and was like, eh, lack of execution. <laughs> and that was it. And then he locked out and Paul just was like, man, we thought you were about to get blowed up there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there for this one, but I think it was. Didn't State lose at BYU a few years, about three or four years ago in Mullins last year or two? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't it, there for did that. like a 10 second press conference. Yeah. Or and, well, it was like a three minute press conference. But yeah. Every answer to every question was, was like word. two words. One and word. The, well, he, that 16 was a rough year. Remember, at the end of the, uh, you weren't at the UMass game, neither was I, but Mike Bonner told me, he said that, like, he actually said, look, I want to get to my family. Like, in the middle of press, like, buddy, you make $4 million a year. Sit here and answer our questions. So, yeah. anyway. All right. There are some interesting moments at times. Yeah. Many that we didn't even bring up. Good to have QB1, Matt Saracen, back on the show with us. Oh, I love Matt Saracen. I right. lo- love his grandma, too. Yeah. Great, great show. How healthy is Chloe Bibby's knee? Do you think she resembles the Queen in the North at all? Well, she does definitely resemble. She absolutely resembles the Queen Sons in the North. Stark, for sure. Her- I know that when we talked to Vic uh, prior to them going to Italy for that, that uh, USA team, uh, to Pan Am Games, whatever it was, 
Uh, he said that if she had been eligible to play, he would have been pushing her to be on the roster. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that she's going to be good to go for tip-off. And I think he said, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you don't remember this, that he was that she was like running on the track or something yeah, yeah. at that point. So, I mean, she's... She's, she's come back strong. Yeah, she's going to be... Apparently, she's going to be fine come November. Yeah. Daniel Luter has a good question, but again, I mean, he wants us to put together an entire NFL team. I can't... Ooh. I'm not doing a starting 22. Yeah, I can't do that well, as quickly. I can't do it. I can't Especially do that as just as MSU people. I mean, who's the running back? There's nobody in the NFL. As if just alumni? Well, then, I mean, maybe I could put it together, but I mean, that, that's a lot of work. So, we want short questions, guys. <laughs> we'll give you, we'll expound upon them, but you know. QB1 again. Do you think Brandon Walker makes it long term in uh, North, North New York City? Reenact his first visit to Times Square. I'll do the reenaction, but <laughs> yeah, I, of course he's going to make it. Barstool Sports and Brandon Walker are like hand in glove. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. I, I can't see it not working. Yeah, uh, you know, and and, and we, look how big these damn buildings are. And, and wish for the best for that guy too, because yeah. look at his story, man. He's like he's been all over the place. Yeah, dude from West Point. He's got like, four kids. Worked locally, and then just said something crazy. He didn't even say something crazy one I'm day. Gonna go just, get, I'm going to get some pizza. And... He, he was just doing a random <laughs> podcast one day and got ambushed, yeah. and it led to this. Yeah. I mean, just he was shook. <laughs> I'm going to get a pizza, and you know, a lot of people to kill in New York City. All right, uh, Rob Montgomery has a question for you. <laughs> Aside from minister, journalist, and podcaster, what would your fourth career choice be? Uh, Third baseman for the Braves? Y- y- you know, well, yeah, if I could have done that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, the only thing was, uh, of the five tools, I had none of the five. Yeah. And so uh, that kind of... Is that, heart not a tool? <laughs> unfortunately not. Right. Um I did, you know, I was elected team captain though, so apparently I did have some leadership qualities there. Maybe I had some DAC about me. Yeah. Um, uh, realistically, the fourth, the the next career choice for me would have been funeral director, probably. Oh yeah, that's my right. Dad Coleman owns funeral home. home. Yeah. I mean, that, that's probably the realistic next thing. On I've the already list. got my my package booked at Coleman Funeral Home. Yeah, I'm ready right. to go. Uh, it, you know, fantasy land. I don't know. It's not too much fantasy land, but. No, Brian, not the story. You're going to work at Fantasyland? Uh, I didn't expect you to say that. I really do enjoy, like, weather stuff. So it was at least a thought coming up that I might go into meteorology. But I did not, of course. But I, I'm still fascinated by the weather and and kind of like a, I don't know, amateur meteorologist. Got the, got the radar scope on my phone and looking at, like, when, you know, base velocity and stuff like that. When, when storms come, trying to track. St- I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of a... I, I don't know if you want to call it loser, but uh, <laughs> you're a nerd. <laughs> I am a nerd, nerd when it comes to weather okay. stuff. So uh, Wes Williamson, who he has, we always I, I can't, this is the last time I'm going to refer to him as the Godfather of Bulldog Sports Radio because rest in peace. Uh, we'll go with one of his questions though. What's a TV show you wish had not been canceled? Oh, uh, TV show. I wish Game of Thrones well, at least continued. A few more episodes, right? Yeah. Um. What's something else? I binge watched Breaking Bad. I did not watch it when it was Ooh, going on. Oh, I was on. ready for that show to end. And and I, I feel like that had I watched it in its entirety, I'd have been like you, and at the end, been like, "Oh, I'm I'm ready for this to be done." Just yeah. for, but because I watched it so quickly, you were good. I yeah. wanted some more. Yeah, though. like and so watching it week to week, like I did. Yeah, by the end, I was just like, I cannot take another step with Walter White. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad comes to mind though because of, I, probably because of how quickly I watched through it. Yeah. And uh, just, I, it was so good. There was never, Breaking Bad to me was never a show that had a down spin. Um, Walking Dead, for instance. I used to love Walking Dead. Now it's, 
Uh, Walking Dead went down. I mean, quick. it, it just—they should have ended that thing three years ago. Yeah. All um, right. Four football movies here from Chris Allen. Rank them one through four. Varsity Blues, The Program, The Replacements, Necessary Roughness. Uh I always, always like Varsity Blues. Okay, so that's I one. I think that's one for me. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> I kind of with Tommy Stevens standing up there, he kind of looked like uh, Lance, like Lance Harbor. Yeah, I said he looked like Iceman from Top Gun, <laughs> but Lance Harbor works too. La- yeah. And he's seven, right? So it, yeah, it's yeah. for Lance. Uh, he kind yeah. he didn't go to Florida State though. Yeah. All right, so Varsity Blues one. Uh, Kathy Ireland was necessary roughness, right? Yeah, that's Ooh, number, yeah. number two. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, close to me. I like the replacements a lot too. The program's last. I never saw the program. You never seen the program? So I kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, you need to go watch the program. I'm not deleting it. Yeah. I just haven't seen it, so I can't. You need rank to find it. that somewhere. I'm sure it's on some service. And, and find, the program's number one for me. Then the Varsity Blues, Varsity Blues, not the Varsity Blues. The replacements. Necessary roughness is last because it's such a, it's such a dumb premise. Yeah. So like. Uh, the thing that always bothered me about that that is this was the national championship team from a year ago, Texas State. The next year, Texas was the number one. So the number one and the number two teams were both in Texas. No, come on. <laughs> well, then, the number one and number two teams were both in the state of Mississippi in real life a few years ago. Less that that that's another Hollywood script right there. <laughs> All right, one Joel T question just for you. I can't answer it. Confidence in Shane Green going forward? Uh. I'm not sh- shook at all because of the fact that in, in, with the Tigers before he got traded to the Braves, 38 innings and five runs. With yeah. the Braves, two innings, four runs. So he's almost given up as many runs with the Braves in yeah. two innings. He gave him 38 innings. I think it's just an aberration. You know, I, I just – he came to Atlanta with all this pressure and all this hype and all this expectation, and and he hadn't looked good his first couple outings. And I, I really right. do think once okay. he settles in, he's fine. Uh, we got one from Alexandra Watson. Why is it that Strange Brew Coffee House and Brupolo only give you the chocolate covered coffee bean with hot coffee? It's hot. Sometimes I want a cold brew. I also want my little treat. Surely you can ask for a, a coffee bean, right? They would probably give it to you. I frequently it, it, tell them, well, I don't know, that's Brupolo. I'm always at Startful. Mm-hmm. I usually tell them not to give me a coffee bean because while they're good, I don't, you don't usually the need the sweet like before the coffee. So I generally tell them to keep my coffee bean. So the next time, if you're ever in Startful, you just tell them, give me Joel T's coffee bean. There you go. And I'm sure that whoever... I'm sure, yeah, if you ask, like, hey, can I get one of those coffee beans? They're going to give you But here in Starkville, too, you don't get a bean with, like, a... Because I get my wife um, mocha frappes all the time, and that doesn't mm-hmm. come with a coffee bean, so... Yeah. Bob Car... Carskadon? Carskadon? That's a weird last name. It says, wait. So you're going to have people tweet you questions about anything, and you'll read and answer them on air in a segment. Novel idea. I don't know if audiences are ready... Could be cool though, definitely worth a shot. So yeah, that's what we're gonna do, and we'll see how it takes where it takes us. <laughs> uh, Red Devil Dog is wrestling real. I mean, it's as real as any other TV show, right? It's still real to me. Dang it! That's not what he said. It's, I mean, it's, it's it's a scripted television show, but the risks those guys take are real. Oh you, yeah. Every time you go to the ring, you could walk out a paraplegic. Yeah. Could go, very easily happen. Go ask uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin how uh, who really real well. Oh yeah, the, the guy that has you blocked. I don't know who that is. Uh, how real it was whenever Owen Hart dropped him on his neck. Yeah. Or, or speaking of, you know, not to go down that path, but you can't ask Owen Hart how real the yeah, rest are. Exactly. Uncle Ruckus, who is a terrible human being, even though the, the new show it's a new show, he's still the worst. Uh, coming up this weekend to move in, his sister-in-law hasn't eaten in town for a while. One meal, what? Do, where do I go and what do I get? So he says, you go first. 
this is it might sound weird because I haven't done it a ton. Yeah. But two brothers to me, and maybe it's because That's where I was of, gonna go. Two brothers, and and I will say what just recommend what I had the last time I was there mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, we need to go um, back. By which, way. which was yes, we do. Which was the. Um, the the grilled cheese barbecue what was it called pulled pork the, the barbecue, barbecue, barbecue cheese bar- yeah yeah grilled cheese pulled pork grilled cheese yeah that was, it was out get some smoked wings too yes you got to sure. get smoked wings with it yeah get those all right uh, let's see here that said prepare because it's not the easiest place to park yeah, yeah maybe, you, maybe here yeah. soon it will be easier though got to work here Darren McGee why do you hate Farad Green okay Darren <laughs> if that is your real name I don't hate Farad Green. Frog Green and I have had a meeting of the minds, a mutual understanding. It's not a problem anymore. So we're going to end this now. No more of this this this, this kind of talk. Frog Green is my friend. Uh, let's see here. Frog's going to have a big year, I think. Yeah. Whit Lewis wants to know, why hasn't Stonington Brew Coffee House opened in DeSoto County? Come on now. What would we call it up there? There's, uh, there's nothing, 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 it's nothing. close to Ole Miss, so Boopalo. Boo. No, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> No, South <laughs> DeSoto County is not really. I mean, it's closer, but it's, it's still a good drive. Yeah, I'm trying to think like it's South what, like Haven, Horn, Brew Lake. I don't know. And Hernando, Olive Brunch. There it is. <laughs> Olive Brunch. All right. It's supposed uh, to Memphis, you know, so you could work blues in there somehow. Yeah, I want to do one more of a uh, of a uh, Steve Robertson's questions. Which celebrity death impacted you the most? Oh. Uh, here again, I'll go with the first thing that comes to mind. And it may not be the most interesting for some, but for some it may may be. I know a lot of our listeners it may actually be. Uh, growing up, I was a lot more of a wrestling fan than I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, I was diehard into it yeah. growing up. And legit, one of my favorite wrestlers was Chris Benoit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so to learn that yeah. what he did That's tough, yeah. to his entire family and, and then to himself, I don't... That was rough, man. Yeah. Like to, because here's this guy that you, I mean, you don't know these guys, but you watch them every week on, yeah. on shows, and and you just kind of, I don't know. And, and he was one of one of my guys, and I watched him in WCW and the, and the leap over into into WWE, and then all of a sudden he's this killer. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man. I, it was, it's still when I sit there and think about it. Yeah, I I hate it because like when I see Chris Benoit like on the WWE Network in a replay kind of deal, it, it, it I don't know it has stolen the. I know that his death impacted a lot more than this, but I can't really watch him anymore. Like yeah. just because of that tough, those yeah. thoughts. For me, it was Heath Ledger, because you know it happened right after Dark Knight, and that movie is so great. And I yeah. love it so much, and I knew what his death cost. But I was like, they'll never do another movie with the Joker like that again because. How could they? Yeah. Who's going to top that? So, so I, I take it you're not a big uh, looking forward to this new. Joker I, I'm going to go watch it, but yeah, I don't know where we're going there. I don't know where we're going. And any any Joker presentation of any kind, forevermore, will be well. Like Jared Leto was to, so bad, so bad as the Joker. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Bat Dog. Speaking of of the Joker, uh, let's go with one of his. Can the team get behind Stevens in the one season we have him? I think so. I mean, yeah. they, they seem like they seem to be behind him now. You want to know how a quarterback gets a team behind him? Win. Win. Uh, and that's bottom line. That's where you know, that's where the rubber meets the road on this whole deal. If he goes out there and he's putting passes where they need to be and guys are making plays and states winning football games and like we were saying earlier, if they go in that LSU game 5 and 1 6 and 0, Tommy Stevens has the team. <laughs> there's 
no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think I think they're already like they already got him. So Ryan Nelson is a good friend of mine, but buddy, these are unoriginal questions. I'm not answering them. You can do. I know you can do better. I'll leave that between you and Ryan. All right. Uh, let's see here. Rank these sports in terms of general fan enthusiasm: football, women's basketball, baseball. So here's for me. In terms of fan enthusiasm, the fans are the most. The fans who are fans of that sport are the most excited about it. Women's basketball. That's the. That's where the true diehards are. Then I'd say football and baseball. But all three of them have excited fan bases right now. All three of them are in different stratospheres as compared to men's basketball mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And I know men's basketball was not listed in that. You know, that wasn't even given as an option, and it was probably because of that. But you couldn't have imagined that scenario back. 10 years ago, no. 10, 15 years ago, the fact that you would make a list like that in men's basketball wouldn't even be a thought. Yeah. Uh, we'll get one more from Forrest Hughes here. Uh, if you had to make one betting prediction in the 2019 season for the SEC that you could bet the house on, what would you bet? I'm going to get, tell you where to go. Alabama win in the West? No, no I'm, I'm going to even more of a lock than that. Mississippi State beats Abilene Christian. Just whatever the money line is, put the mortgage on that. It's gonna happen. You bet fifteen thousand dollars to win a hundred bucks, but it's gonna happen. Let's see here. Uh, can we get another? Jared Gardner wants to know. Can we do ask Brian Haydad? That's what this is. You can ask me anything at this point. Uh, let's see here. Johnny Jackson has a question that I want. I want to address. Can you go into the details of what happened to Bulldog Sports Radio? No. I probably could. It's not like I don't think I signed any kind of non-disclosure or anything. But you know what? It's dead, and I'm just going to leave it dead. No point in digging it up. Just, you see what happened. But I'm going to spill the beans. Here we go. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not. I don't, I, like, just, I don't like Brock turnip seeds. Brock, these, these are unoriginal questions. Come on. I don't even know what Brock's question was. It, I love you, Brock. It's just, you know, he, I've had this question like eight times for like eight different coaches. That question was asked a lot about Canizero. I'll put it that way. It's not about, it's not about that, though. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Tyler had hit Heydrich. That's a good question. Which athlete currently at MSU will have the best pro sports career? You're looking at all sports. Uh, my answer, I think, is I think it's an easy answer. Um, you know, I was tempted to say JT Ginn. That that was going to be my answer. The problem with that is, like, even even in as good as he is. Look at the percentages of the number of people that get drafted that actually make it to the big leagues. That's true. I mean, you know, it's... Well, it's what's a, the percentage of first-rounders? That's true, too. But, I mean, you, I, I, you look at guys like uh, like Brent Rooker, for instance, a guy that just had an outstanding Mississippi State career. He's still in the minors. I mean, I'm not saying that he won't be in the big leagues soon, because yeah. he, he could. But I, I'm just saying there's no guarantees in baseball that you get drafted and then make it onto the field or whatever in the big leagues. I think the answer is JT Ginn, but if you want a, a, a num, a, another one, I think Cam Dantzler is going to have a great pro career. I really do feel like he's on that that track to, to be a a very, at the very least, serviceable NFL cornerback. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I, for me, it's JT Ginn to me. I mean, he was so good last year. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a good pitcher in the, in the, in the, in the majors. I don't have any doubt about that. Reggie Perry is a good choice, too, I think. I can see Reggie Perry being a guy who plays in the league for a long time. Jason Neal God, have you watched any AEW events? I have. They're, they're, they're good. I'm looking forward to October when they start on television. I haven't seen anything but a few replays here and there. I haven't seen any them. of it. Um, 
And then the other end of that, what SummerSlam matches are you most looking forward to? Buddy, I couldn't tell you a match on the card. Don't know anybody. I, I can tell you matches on the card, but I'm not looking forward to any of yeah, them. It's, it's, I, I'm literally not looking forward care. to any of them. The, the main event we've already seen. We yeah. saw it at WrestleMania. What is the main event? Rollins Lesnar. Really? Yeah. Again? Well, I say I guess it'll be the main event. I mean, I guess you, they could go with Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, which they did oh. several years oh. ago too. These are just, and I like Orton, but gah. I mean, you could go with the return of Trish Stratus against Charlotte Flair. That 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 would have my attention. All right, uh, Holden Blake's got a question for you. Who is the best athlete you have seen play from the big city of Ackerman? Ah, uh, I was young, but Shaston Coleman was pretty darn good back in the day. He was a heck of an athlete. Yeah. Um, that's a six degree of separation guy for us. We 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 know people. I know people who know Shaston Coleman, and you know Shaston Coleman. Um. Actually, for you, I guess it would just be two degrees because I know Shaston, so you know me. So you I guess you got a, really a point there. need any yeah, other route there. But, else there. Um, of course, Connor Stevens was pretty darn good. That's a good choice, yeah. I, I Brian would, Shoemaker? Brian, I was going to say Brian. Because um, he, he was good. At, no, I was thinking of, John, thinking of Jonathan Bell from Tupelo, who was a big baseball player. Yeah, Brian was a darn good athlete, yeah. though, for sure. Just didn't pan uh, out here at State. He didn't. Uh, I actually graduated with Brian's brother. He was a good athlete, too. Not quite as good, probably, as Brian, but... Mm-hmm. Um, one more, one more. Uh, I don't know if this name will, will jump on anybody's radar, but Antoine Shell was a guy that was a, a running back for uh, Ackerman, and he played at Rice. Okay, so he, he was really good. All right. Buddy Rogers wants to know what is the story on Marcus Murphy. There's a story on Marcus Murphy. If there is, I need to do some digging. I haven't heard anything about Marcus Murphy. I mean, as far as I know, yeah. Uh, and I know that you know with his is he referencing you know his, his son, his son, and that whole. Ordeal uh, there. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he's referencing. That's all he says. Is, what is the story? I have no idea. <laughs> if uh, you know of anything that I need to be doing work on, feel free to DM me or something. Yeah. Ryan Phillips, why can't I see my forehead without looking in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> you talk about original question. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I don't know. I'm trying, we're both trying to look at our forehead. You can't look at your forehead. I can see my eyebrows. I can see those, yeah. Helps have bushy eyebrows. Uh, last two questions here. From LP Child Dogs out there, suspensions, who, what, when, where, how long, need answers, confirm it or deny. This whole thing about there might be some suspensions for the first game, holy crap, is that breaking news? There's f- suspensions for the first game every year. Fitzgerald was suspended. Every year, there's, because things happen between the last game and the first game that you got to get suspended for, and there's no games in between. Let me so, let me tell you when you're probably... And, and look, we... Morehead uh, gave us the, the suspensions Monday before the first that's game. That's what I was going to say is... Mullen would wait to you about five minutes before the kickoff. Done some checking on some of this and things, but to get official like word that we could actually say r- on this report yeah. confidently, yeah. you're probably going to have to wait to the Monday before yeah, the first so. game. Are there going to be suspensions? I feel very, 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 very confident, confident that the answer to that is yes. Are there going to be multiple suspensions? Yes. I again feel very, very confident the answer happens is probably every year. Be yes, every year. Um, and is it tied to other athletic situations? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> will we get any confirmation on that? No, we no, will we, not. It's kind of like the other situation. So we, n- we have never really... Tune in on August 26th when Joe Moore takes the podium. We'll find out who's not playing in the first game. So I, pretty, I can't make it any clearer yeah. than that. And, and so. I mean, th- there are some names that have floated out there of who they could possibly be, but I ain't going to be the one sitting here throwing out names and no. without some kind of official something. Right. So Last question from Philip Owen. Heard a morning sports radio show discussing the future of football offenses using two quarterbacks. Do you see this as a possibility? I do not. Because quarterbacks are the kind of – they're not going to want to share the ball. 
And it's like two point guards, you know? It doesn't work. You know, you have one, you got in baseball, you got one ace. You don't have you don't have two. So yeah, I mean, even think think about the the, the Braves, right? Maddox, Clavin, Smoltz. Maddox was the ace. Yeah. There's no question. If you you, you would have if you said we gotta trade one of those guys, you're not Maddox is the one you're not trading. We'll figure it out between Glavin and Smoltz. Same with in basketball. You got one point guard, one guy handles the ball. You, two quarterbacks. I mean, you think about the way quarterbacks are. Unless they're one of them is a superior athlete, then you've got two guys that really aren't a threat. You know, you, you, no, you want you want a quarterback blocking for the other quarterback. No. So we're talking about like on the field at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I'm not seeing. I don't see the, the football evolving because, into that. Because I can. I mean, we've seen it before in college. You can see at times good scenarios for two quarterback systems when you got one guy that's really good at throwing the ball and right. you have like a two quarterback systems. Yeah, but yeah. two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. I don't see that at all. All right, I think this was a successful first mailbag rumblings edition. Hopefully, we didn't make anybody mad by skipping their questions. But if we did, I'm very direct sorry. all. Uh, you can direct your complaints to Brian. right here, and you know what? I'm going to give it right back to you. <laughs> so, all right, this might be a record, by the way. Is this the, this could be the longest uh, Thunder and Lightning podcast because we haven't done a mailbag before. So, tomorrow's show we'll talk about Kentucky uh, opponent preview and our our picks for their season. Uh, spoiler alert: I don't think they're going to be very good. Yeah. Hey, we just got the uh, 2019 MSU Hall of Fame announced. Oh, really? Well, let's, let's talk, do that real quick on the show here. Uh, let's see here. Frank Dowsing, Frank Dowsing Jr., Jr. Michael Haddix. Michael Haddix, a great football player. Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly, a great baseball player. I think he's still MSU's all-time leader in terms of a career batting average. Tina Seals. Tina Seals. And Daryl Wilson. Super, Super D. D. Ah, that's exciting. Very good. Very good. So that's a good class. Uh, all right. We'll talk to you guys uh, tomorrow for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.